0: bro like what not even 24 hours ago since i've talked to you that's a good fucking day right there great day how are that's you that's a good that's a good 24 hour period i'm good man today was my uh today was my off day uh, my my rest day so took a little walk down to whole foods uh that's it man that's all i've done all day long clean did some cleaning around here listen to some fucking swedish sounding melodic death metal riffs which uh, I recommend for everybody. We oh. might even be talking about some of those today. Who knows? Who knows?
1: Yeah, from, from who? Who are you listening to today?
0: I, I've been listening to quite a bit of a band called The Absence.
1: Sick. I wonder what they're all about. I don't know. Maybe we should to talk to us. I wonder if they'll show up
0: maybe we should find out maybe one of these days we'll get a chance to talk to somebody from the absence and figure out sort of what their deal is well maybe. we're looking for- we're looking forward to
1: that in t-minus yeah probably three three minutes or so until Fuck then, yeah brother i have to say i listened to the new uh obscure record you recommended today i loved it yeah, yeah
0: did you great. did you fucking sprout wings and soar to the heavens
1: i did i have uh i have to go backwards now from there because there's like three albums from them that I, I missed but that it was pretty intense bro i'm, I'm not it like it, a huge i think you know i'm not a huge like tech death guy you know what i mean yeah yeah All yeah stuff gets a little lost on me but it has like a really good production like a good sound and a good like it, catchy vibe to it that i really enjoyed
0: it does and it's it's the the cool thing about obscura is that the yeah there's there's technical shit going on it's a tech death band for sure but like stuff is so listenable and so catchy and if you look at if you look at some of those uh the other bands that the other members of that group the current lineup and the lineup who's contributed to some of their best stuff in the past have been in bands like Necrophagist, right like that's some super crazy dense unlistenable shit like i love Necrophagist, don't get me wrong but if you compare them to uh to obscura like that shit is it's like top 40 pop music
1: truth bro should we uh should we release our bonus episode to the masses
0: after this episode? I don't know. Maybe we should keep it in the pipe. Maybe we you should keep, keep it in it the pipe, the pipe yeah. until we and, until the next time, like five people cancel on it. I gotta let you know, man. I gotta fucking I I have made plans. I got an entire list right here of people that were running down. That's my um, guy. I am I'm fucking I'm on the case. We are gonna have a busy, busy December. We are supposed to talk
1: to one of the guys that previously canceled on us on Monday. Yes, we are. We're going to talk to him. As far as I know, that's good.
0: Yes, we're going to talk to him. We've got our boy that we're talking to today. Um, We've got, I have at least two other people who have said, yeah, happy to do that sometime in December, but haven't nailed down yet. And then a lot of the rest of these, man, I'm going to pound the pavement and I'm going to get these motherfuckers to pay attention to the lifts and riffs crew. uh, So they can stop by and shoot the shit.
1: Same, bro. We gotta bring these bring these to the people live. And for everybody listening, you're welcome for letting you in on behind the scenes of how this goes. Because this is yeah our conversations about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is
0: a this is this is a board meeting right here. This is a sure. this you're you've got an ear in on the shareholders meeting where we fucking discuss our uh, our quarterly updates and our strategies. This is how we're this is how we're going into the end of the year. Still
1: working on Maryland Death Fest and physical locations. That's gonna happen. I have I that have that would that's.
0: I have faith. I have faith. I mean, like I'm gonna be at Maryland Death Fest anyway. I already shelled out that fucking. I already shelled out that sweet, sweet green for a ticket. It would be cool to be there in a in a death comes lifting capacity, but if not, we will be there and we will be enjoying ourselves regardless.
1: Yeah. Are you gonna go every day, right? You're. you're Oh yeah, I got the. I got
0: the. I got the four day pass, baby.
1: Sweet. Are you staying down there? Are you going back home after every day?
0: I. I'm gonna. I'm playing it by ear right now. I my I would prefer to come back home. Definitely, night, I would if I were outside. you. Yeah, because it's not. It's not you know much of a a trip at all. It's only like thirty miles. Um, but like I, I'm trying to see what the most practical mode of transportation is going to be. Like if I can take the train, I would rather do that. But if I gotta drive, I gotta drive. That's fine. Probably not going to stay there, man, just because I don't want to fucking shell out any money for a hotel. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably, you really shouldn't.
1: I just, I know you're not planning on getting fucked up, so you're good. You can drive if you have to.
0: Yes, that is correct. I can, uh, I can <laughs> drive and I can drive others if need be. I am happy to be the, uh, the designated death metal driver.
1: That'd be awesome. We should get you like a fucking uniform
0: you should do like a fucking it should be that'll be a little part-time scratch for me i'm gonna get an uber i'm gonna do uber or lyft or something like that and like specifically build it as like the death metal mobile done we just need to get you a hearse yeah no exactly you riding this motherfucker right here you're gonna get your teeth rattled between now and when you uh arrive at your destination
1: speaking of rattling teeth holy shit Jamie Stewart's in the waiting room. Do we have somebody who's
0: actually going to show up on this show? Oh, my God. Fucking shit. I'm so excited. I'm excited, too, man. I'm excited, too. He's connecting to audio. There's that Uh, beautiful face. There's that fucking flawless facial hair. It's Jamie Stewart (laughs) from The Absence. What's going on, my dude? Uh,
2: Nothing, man. Got my booster shot today. How you feeling? I uh, I don't know, man. Like I feel fine. I'm like got like sweaty all of a sudden, but that could just be because you know I don't know. I bet that's the, I'm, the I'm that's old. the five that's
0: the five G. It's <laughs> the uh, yeah it's yeah yeah.
2: I got the I got that I got two micro I got the double microchip implant. So now I'm I'm gonna become just unstoppable.
0: I know that's everybody's people seem so fucking scared of like, you know, joining the, 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 the vaccine machine assemblage. Like, bro, that's immortality. Like
2: that's, yeah. I mean, I don't blame people, but if you're going to be wary about it, at least, you know, like I know people that are wary about it because of like, immune system issues and and that like I have my buddy Mikey he he had heart surgery and his he's literally not allowed to get it right right terrified because he can't go anywhere um and then I know other people but that are like just wary about it but they go out and maintain mask usage and sanitizer and washing their hands and distancing and stuff like that so it's like by all means like I don't you know I I don't trust I don't trust them either, but <laughs> take, like,
0: take you know, take care of yourself, do whatever is most practical for you, especially if you're immunocompromised or whatever, or you, or you have some sort of condition, like, you know, you've had heart surgery or something like that that prevents yeah. you from getting the vaccine. Um, all of those things are totally acceptable. And when they said they were rolling out the vaccine, like when all, when the talk of it just began, I was like, really? because I was under the impression that that shit took many, many years to get to the point yeah. where they could just roll the shit out for mass consumption, well, but you know, they reallocated yeah. all their resources to it to make sure everything yeah. got done. I'm choosing to, I'm choosing to trust big brother. And I, I feel like the concerns yeah. that you mentioned are like legitimate medical issues.
2: Absolutely, man. And, and just, you know, just a common fear. It's like, we're it's very, it's the world's a scary place regardless, but then you throw this in the mix. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know like like you were talking with mike colby in the in the war Flerch, uh, yeah the, the episode you did we were all in mexico man and yeah. at first it was like oh this will be over in a second And then halfway yeah. through the trip it got really fucking at least for me it got really scary to where yeah. it was like holy what does this mean half that like all the european bands can't get in now like are we going to be able to get home like what does this mean and you know, getting home and having a full blown panic attack and not knowing what to what to do or what to expect. But, um, you know, we're making our way, man. It's still there's a new variant. So that's that's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was it was it was crazy times, man. It was it was really, you know, even though it doesn't feel like we super have our shit together yet. I I do think that like uh, I do think that I guess I guess maybe the novelty of the unknown horror has kind of worn off a little bit. Cause like, I, yeah. I, I remember being in a similar position standing in front of my class, the uh, a class of the university of South Carolina of freshmen who were in their fucking, their second semester of college ever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whispers circulating around the classroom about, what's <laughs> coming, what's the thing that's going to happen. And I'm just like, guys, fucking for real. Like, this is never gonna get here. This is this is something that we're never gonna worry about again. You motherfuckers are too young to remember SARS. Like everybody flipped out, flipped out Fripping over that, that shit. That <laughs> shit was fucking stupid. Nobody Jeez. fucking and then sure enough, like two weeks later, the campus yeah. fucking shut down and yeah. everything stopped. it got but... dark. <laughs> but you it know, did, did it a did lot get of music dark. and we did. We got a lot of music. We <laughs> bought a lot of records. We started this podcast, and we are fucking super stoked to have you on it today. Um, okay. I'm Shuler, obviously. I'm the dude who's been bugging the shit out of you on the internet, and I'm joined today my my bud Zach Belante of Death Comes Lifting.
1: My brother, how you doing? Bolt Grower on Instagram is a fantastic name. I just I yes, you like that this morning? Yeah, great job. We're gonna
0: and we're gonna get to that name here in a little bit, uh, dude. Like yeah. I. A lot of you know, sometimes we wing it when somebody comes on the show. Uh, Sometimes it's like somebody like, you know, Steve Tucker, who I've got like sweaty palms and shit and I don't really know what I'm doing. But like to talk to you today, I really like I feel like there are a million different directions that we could go in totally outside of music. Um, and so like that, 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 that we have a whole lot of, a whole lot of ground to cover if we want to, or we can end up in one specific place. So I'm really looking forward to it. it. Let Let it ride, man.
2: Let it, let's cornucopia the shit out of it. So,
0: well, let's let, why don't we start with the riffs? I was talking earlier, Zach was like, what have you been listening to today? And I'm like, I've been listening to some fucking, some wintry Swedish sound and shit that somehow or another comes from Florida. Hmm. Whoa talking about a band called the absence
2: oh shit yeah man <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, i mean that's oh, yeah. You know, explain like, yourself oh, sir oh couldn't yeah be- those guys couldn't believe you guys are from america like <laughs> that's
0: well that's like that was sort of the when did your first record come out like 2004
2: 2005 2005 yeah from your from your
0: grave saying. Like, I remember I was I was working at a record store in Arkansas at that time. And of course, you know, by then, neck deep in metal um, since I was since I was young. And obviously, if Metal Blade put something out, you at least you at least look at it. Right. Yeah. And I do remember sort of, you know, metalcore had really kind of taken off at that point. And I was definitely not one of the dudes who was like, oh, fuck this shit. There was a lot of it that I really liked, you know. Yes.
2: same. Same. And a lot
0: of the stuff that I really liked really, really leaned heavily into that Gothenburg sound, like Darkest Hour, um, mm-hmm. some of the stuff from Unearth's Records. Um, and then I remember listening to the first Absence record in the record store and being like, these motherfuckers are le- like, this is legit. Uh, you know, looking at the liner notes and being like, they got to be from, what? They're from America.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> They're not this. And it was, it was just, a, it was a really fucking, it was a really cool time. It was really, it was, it sounded so, it sounded so inspired. Um, and there was definitely sort of, you guys were going in a different direction. There was just a really energetic formula that you had and you carried that all the way through like a shitload of records. So like, tell us a little bit about the history of the band. Tell us about sort of where you guys
2: are now. Give us the lowdown, give us the spiel. Ah, uh, well, I mean, I, I feel like, <clears throat> I, I tell this story affectionately and I feel like you guys um, will get into this because um, the band literally started, I mean, who knows if it would have came to be without this moment or not, but um, <clears throat> there's, there's this club here in, in uh, Florida and Tampa called the Orpheum and they have m- many shows. They've been around for many, many years. And they had an old location where it was a smaller place where, you know, Darkest Hour and Dillinger Escape Plan went on tour together, you know, and they're like, if you can imagine that era when that would have happened, those kinds of shows. Yeah. Um, you know, we went to a show or something and I was talking to somebody about, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was when Moon Tower came out, Dan Swanö's solo record. Yeah. And the words Dan Swanö came out of my mouth and our old guitar player, Patrick, spun around. And was like, did you say Dan Swanö, like from Edge of Sanity? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's like my favorite. That's like my favorite death metal band ever. I love Edge of Sanity. I'm like, yeah, me, me too. And he's like, no one ever, no, no, no one knows about that band. I'm like, I know, man. It's I, I'm kind of flabbergasted because I've I've known him for years from being involved in the hardcore scene and the punk scene here and our respective like punk, hardcore, metalcore, whatever bands playing together. Um, you know, you would see people wearing Morbid Angel shirts and stuff like that all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Much of it. it's like, you know, I was dying musically. I was dying to be in a metal band. I, I progressed and been like, you know, punk's cool, hardcore's cool, but I want to be in a in a metal band. But you have to be. A, there's a certain echelon of, of playing that you should be at, or at least you thought that back then. You got to be a, You got to. You got to have some chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be at, The uh, stamina, or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, that's actually he's like, I have have a demo of like all these songs that I've written, like you know, like you know, uh, like Carcass and At the Gates and Edge of Sanity, and when it was all, it was all Swedish derivative stuff, basically. Yeah. Uh, Not that we were setting out to be a melodic death metal band, so to speak, but sure, it's it 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 is what it is. So that that was how the band kind of came about. you know, and he played me the demo and I knew right then and there it was like next level, like, yo, like hardcore kids aren't playing this kind of music, man. Like, yeah, okay, we're on to something. It took a really long time after that to get the band going. Like we we were a band for about two years or so or so with a completely different lineup and a different sound. Like uh, we had one song that was like very Demi Borgir influence because like Puritanical had come out at that point. That blew our brains out.
0: Shit fucking um, ruled.
2: That record still is, that's my favorite record that they've done. Um, Technically, I mean, uh, you know, Enthroned is probably my real favorite, but their best record to me is Puritanical. It's the first Um, one with Galder, man. It felt so new. It
0: felt so fresh. He
2: brought this, like, different sense of melody in there, too, man. Like, it was badass, you know? Um, But that lineup faded. We started playing with... uh, our old guitar player, Peter and Jeremy, our drummer, um, they had something going on. So we linked up with them and it was like very like, you know, the first Dimension Zero record to come out that blew our minds because in flames, were starting to like, you know, like, Hey, we like corn a lot. And um, they were going down that road and that wasn't our forte at all. Um, So, you know, we were like jamming the old records and like, you know, I was super into at the gates and so was Patrick. Uh, Peter, not so much, but we were all very, the, 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 the juice was edge of sanity. That was like the big band that we all yeah. got along on because you could, they they got something for everybody, really? you know, and carcass as well. So, um, those were the bands that we were really like kind of hammering out and meet at, at the same time, just like being in our, you know, early twenties and just looking for new bands and stuff like that to listen to. So we were like, this is the kind of band that I want. So we just started it and um it kind of like you know it just it's like they already had a couple songs they had all played in bands previous like years ago so they kind of had a thing going patrick and i had our thing going and we all gelled very well and it just like just it just kind of flowed out we wrote the record pretty quickly without even knowing that we were writing a record because we had all those songs written and then metal blade approached us yeah uh, we had recorded a demo at Morrisound. sound. Um, James Murphy, we had befriended him and he was, you know, he was putting our name out there. We had become friends with, uh, I forget his name. I haven't seen or talked to him in years, but the, the guy, that he was a producer of Uranium. We played a benefit for James Murphy and he was there. We met him. He mm-hmm. was like, holy shit, like I can't believe you got sound like this and you're from Tampa and that kind of stuff. So once we had that in our corner, metal blade caught wind sent us the contract and you know then the rest is is history you know we did those records lost a few members uh the typical you know i want to go this direction we want to go this direction yeah you know that seven year tug of war of like no music coming out other than a single and it's like yo like we want to be a death metal band and you want to like have a lot of clean vocals and stuff. And like, that's cool. Salt and peppered in there for our band, but that's not, you know, we're not trying to be a good cop, bad cop, band, Like, um, you know, the United States circa 2003 to six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Northeast, every band heard kill switch engage and was like, that's how you make money doing this. <laughs> so I feel like it's like, you know, there's a short shelf life for that. And that's not what we wanted to do as a whole. Yeah. So, um, You know, long story short, uh, they leave. Uh, Taylor joins the band, who's our guitar player now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a pleasant working experience ever since. Uh, you know, for the most part, like give, a gift for the obsessed, uh, shaking the dust off and kind of letting the world know like, hey, we're, we've been here the whole time. Yeah. It took a really long time for this to come out because of the tug of war that inevitably happens and uh, then coffinized. And I feel like after that, it's just like, man, this, this locomotive isn't even like is isn't even at full speed just yet so which and is so. which
0: is really cool and like a super optimistic way of, of looking at it also i think um specifically with these last two records the two sort of post you know you were always there you said but let's let's should we, can we call it post hiatus Is that
2: post, post hiatus post former guitar players because you know obviously yeah. the guitars are very huge yeah one of the most important driving forces in our band and in a band like this when it comes to melodic it's like yeah well, it's, it's coming from well, the guitar so and the the
0: you know the melody is definitely still there there's definitely all the really fucking cool hooks and shit like that that we that we we're used to from the absence but at the same time there does feel like there's more of an emphasis on technicality on these last couple of records um yeah. what have you guys like you know you had some some friction with guitar players you ended up picking up some new people you say that you've got like a super pleasant working experience now and that's fucking awesome i'm really glad to hear that um is there you know earlier you said when we set out to do this thing we never said okay let's be a melodic death metal band um what is
2: you could take that with a grain of salt because well
0: sure but But i mean like like,
2: this is like you know, yeah. like we always said the absence means absence of limitation because they were like, you know, maybe later on down the line, we'll pull a Catatonia and want to go because we're all like, well, not all of us, but some of us are very huge fans of that band, especially yeah. the latter, whatever post do, whatever you want to call it. They're an amazing band. And I was like, you know, that's Anathema. Like those bands like, yo, like Sentence, like you guys like were able to evolve as a band. And we always said mm-hmm. like, if we wanted to do that, we feel like this is the perfect name. So yeah, melodic death metal plays a part now, but thrash does, and freaking yeah. like Swedish death metal, which is my forte. Yeah, the guitar, guitar players were the thrash guys for real. You know, they're the ones that really got me more into it. I was more like, how heavy can you get? <laughs>
0: yeah. So, well, and that so that, that's kind of what I was gonna what I wanted to ask about. Like, did you you know? Saying that there was not necessarily like a concrete mission statement at the beginning. By the time you sort of you guys got to iron out um, whatever about the band dynamics sort of on the inside that wasn't working. You got together with uh, Taylor, like you said, you came back and you guys prepared to, to you know, release the last record and leading all the way up to Coffinized, but um, what was sort of was there like a change in the writing dynamic? Was there a change in like the mission statement? Like when you guys were saying you said du- brush the dust off, right? Yeah, that last yeah. record. What, uh, what, what was the writing process for that? Like, what were you guys going for?
2: Uh, honestly, like we, we had there was a handful of songs that were written, um, with our old guitar player still in the band, and they that he went on to put those out on his own as his own project. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, you can listen to it and hear like, okay, that that's somebody in the absence wrote that song. Like, right. you can, like you can feel it and hear it, but is it an absence song? It's like, well, maybe technically, if you had to put it on paper, yeah, I guess technically that would be an absence song. But again, it wasn't anything that we really wanted to play. The songs kind of just, they weren't what we wanted to do. Um, especially with Jeremy and myself, uh, being, you know, you know og members uh jeremy had left for a while um and then returned to the fold thankfully yeah and um you know he and i were like yo man we want to be a death metal band we want to go fast we want to go faster than what we've done we want to be heavier than Mm -hmm. what we've done like you know like let's push the limits like yeah okay cool like you know we put out oceans you want to put some clean vocals in there again we did it on our first record why not and it came out great Because it wasn't this super saturated relying on, I need to get a paycheck, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. this type of, you know, I'm not trying to write a record to make money. That's a cool afterthought. But if that's your initial, if that's what you want to do initially, if like that more power to you, that's great. That's not what we wanted to do with this band. We wanted to keep true to like what we enjoy about it. And uh, so that was, you know, that was a turmoil there for a minute. But, you know, we dropped those songs. Patrick ended up quitting the band. He's like, I'm just done, man. I want to do my own thing. I want to write the songs and I want to like have my say and not have anybody. You know, he just wanted to do his thing and respect that all day. I was like, okay. And we got together the next day um, at the, at the, uh, the old practice space. We all sat down and I was like, you know, like, we, I always said because Patrick and I started the band like technically I'm like the original I'm the only quote unquote original member but yeah. to be honest with you Jeremy it's like you know original member versus classic lineup like the classic lineup is the lineup it, it it's the band wasn't good until Jeremy and Peter joined Patrick and I so um you know Jeremy we sat there and I was like you know like I'm I feel very relieved I always said like if Pat was like if pat or anybody like if any you know you always said one for all all for one if somebody leaves the band like we're just gonna call it because it can't be a band without you or without me or blah 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 but then he leaves and i'm like i feel really like a weight has been lifted off my chest um he's not the easiest person to get along with i guess neither am i so i can't i can't you know talk too much trash but it's just like a very huge weight lifted and Jeremy made the really good point. He's like, well, have, have we not invested our time and money and, and sanity into this? Do we, do we not deserve to see if we can make it go forward anymore? He's like mm-hmm. Tay- Taylor, he, at that point he had taken over Pete's spot and he had been playing with us for, for years at that point. Um, and only he had only like kind of just like at that point, like he started to dabble in the writing process. Cause he was like, you know, I, I would assume like didn't want to step on anybody's toes or whatever. Uh, and we were like, you know what, man, like, you're right. Like, why? Why shouldn't we? It's like the trifecta. We're all here. We've been here uh, for the whole time or for mm-hmm. a really long time. And let's give it a go. And then the stuff they like Taylor, like Taylor and Jeremy. I mean, they play like in human condition. They have a black metal band, Dritzkit. They play very, like, they live together. They have locked in. They have magical, and they're best friends. So they, like, they just have it. And Taylor, and just in general, is a, he's a madman. That dude can write music, like, and respectfully to, like, oh, I'm writing, like, traditional heavy metal, or I'm writing grindcore, or I'm writing, you know, death grind, yeah. or I'm writing a black metal. Like, he'll, like, Be very respectful to what he's playing, and it'll come out very like honestly. Nice. You know, when when he gets started, so he just started cranking out songs, and we're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh oh, that's like. But it was cool because it was like he's a different player. Um, he shreds, but he's he's soulful. He just has a good ear. He knows how to write songs, and he was writing these songs was like wow this really sounds like an absence song Mm -hmm. but and it's like wow this sounds like something that we've never done before this doesn't sound like any song that we have and it's like yeah and that's you know just fine with all of us because you know obviously you capture classic moments you capture the melodies the dual harmonies the blazing solos Know, the screaming the free you know just we all have our things that we do jeremy with his symbol work there's things that are not going to go anywhere they're just going to get better and if anything like i would like to do things differently if i can learn something yeah something like that so that was a welcome that was a welcome uh paradigm shift uh in, in the fold and you know not everybody was a fan of it and that's just that's the that's that thing man or there's people that will like only like the first record and then there's people that won't hear us until the new record mm-hmm. you know and it is what it is and i guess that brings us to to today where you know we just realized that the three of us we, we love each other very much and we can we're all family you know it's like i've i've had some we've all had some very life-changing moments together and it's like you know what let's uh you know let's it's just keep doing it you know and that yeah. was kind of mantra from then to now to where it's like still like you know you know are we still gonna do it? it's like yeah man you know like they've already they, they've already sent me demos like two or three new demos for new stuff no shit so, like, so it's like <laughs> Mother- oh. motherfuckers move fast yeah man let's keep
0: let's keep that party
2: train rolling baby you know
0: well like so let's talk about coffinized right The record just came out back in what was it june or july came out this past mm-hmm. summer mm-hmm. um killer fucking record one of the things that i'm interested in about this is and we've talked to other people who we've had on the podcast about this because the fucking pandemic has been going on so long we're moving to a place where it's not necessarily bands are getting their release plans fucked up for some shit they wrote back in like 2018 (laughs) but like bands have actually written and put together albums during lockdown during the pandemic um and and you know for you guys you released one sort of past the middle well, fuck we don't know where the middle we don't know where the end is you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. but, <laughs> but you guys releasing a record this past june was very much releasing a record into the new world you know what i mean um was this a pandemic record did you guys write this uh and record it during the the course of, of you know, like was lockdown involved or were these songs around before that or sort of what was that process like and how do you think it changed the way the record came out
2: um well technically the record was written uh Pre-pandemic, um, for the most part, uh, and recorded uh, musically, um, we had to. There was some stuff with with leads that had to be changed. We we lost uh, Joey. Ended up Joey uh, Concepcion. He he was uh, on uh, a gift for the obsessed, and he toured with us, but he ended up uh, bowing out. Um, so he wasn't there uh, to to handle some leads. So I think I think Taylor. I think it was after the pandemic kind of jumped off. I think he had to work on some of that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, vocally, we tracked a good portion of it before, and then we had to wait until after because I remember that's when we we got together in the last recording session for vocals. That's when we decided what the name of the record was going to be, "Coffinized," and, mm. and all that stuff. And just you know, like we we did all we did all the videos ourselves. Um, we filmed them ourselves and storyboarded them for the most part and went out into the woods by yeah. you know, you know, our drummer's house and in the field and stuff like that. All that stuff is you know Carina now that was done around. Yeah, all that we Mike and I built the coffins ourselves. They're in my backyard right now. That um, I fucking love that uh, shit. So. so we did all that in, in the in the pandemic, the record. There is an issue with the mix because uh somebody uh, overseas reached out to us and was like, oh, I want to mix your record. And, you know, he worked at a very reputable studio and gave us a really good price and then just wasn't cutting the mustard. So then at the last minute, Jeremy and Taylor decided to do it because they have Smoke and Mirrors studios. Yeah. Um, so a, a lot of, a lot was done during the pandemic. So I would uh, I would definitely say yes, that this, at least in part, is uh, a pandemic record because i can honestly say that some lyrics that um that i wrote you know things change all the way up until it gets for me it's 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 an evolutionary process until it gets actually recorded yeah and then it's done I, i'll be sitting there changing lyrics right up until the 11th hour um but us outside of just that normally that's just my that's just the way i operate um lyrics took on a different meaning like the term coffinized I came up with that for my old band DeSevered years ago uh mm. you know and it was just coffinized like oh that's grammatically incorrect and I love every second of it. You know? so <laughs> I, was that, I was like I put that on the shelf and it was like when I hear the riff when I whenever I hear the right riff you know I'll just pull that out of my uh out of my uh library of song titles or song yeah. ideas or whatever so it just sat there and then you know, I was, uh, you know, I was. They sent me the demo for Coffinized, and I was like, or what? The song what would become Coffinized, and it's just, you know, it just hit, and I wrote and wrote, and then the pandemic happens, and when I actually ended up going in and recording that song, like I said, that just the 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 meanings changed a little bit, and then it augmented me to change some things around to kind of fit. Yeah. Um, I was like, what's more Coffinized, you know, than you know, like first is like, oh, you're in a coffin, you're co- coffinized, and you're, you know. But it's like every, like the, it's you can relate to that by being trapped in your room or in your house or in your yeah. own mind or going crazy. It, you know, it it can have a literal meaning. It can have a fun death metal meaning, yeah. Or you know, it can have a little more of a you know introspective meaning, kind of thing. I think anybody can pull something from that because that's exactly what we all were. So I was like, wow, like. Who would have known that four years ago when I came up with this title, it, would have, yeah. it wouldn't it would even get used for the band that I wanted it to get used for. It got used for something else in, in a completely different way. Um, Just, that's cool. So, yeah, it's 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 stuff like that. And then, you know, as like as far as I can say with the the lyrics and then what transcended into their translated into the album artwork as well. From uh, Chad Whirle, he really took it to the next level of like sending in the lyrics and explanation, but still like I don't want to give you too much. I want you're yeah. an amazing artist, and I would like you to actually you know exercise your ability without me being like over the over controlling parent. So and he nailed it, and it was just like even more so. It's just like oh, like yeah, this whole funeral procession of a year that just went yeah. on. It's yeah, like, no shit. You know, you're just clawing at the inside, like I'm not dead yet, motherfucker. It was, it,
0: it, it was, it was grim, man. And you can definitely tell, you know, that, that with with a lot of the music that's come out of the pandemic, that has oh, been written dude. around that time, or the music that was written before then, and then like was recorded during the pandemic. You can definitely yeah. tell that a lot of that shit sort of weighed heavy on people. And that's
2: absolutely. You
0: know, it sucks, but it's the kind of thing that we, you know, we do our best to make the best out of, and hopefully. Hopefully the artists who created these things have a body of work that they feel happy standing behind. And then there are those of us out here who've been stuck in our rooms for the last two years and we have something new to listen to. Yeah. So you, you know, you, um, you, you, you strike me as like a, like a uh, uh, vocal and lyric pack rat um you you've you, you say you've got these ideas that you put around and that you know sort of stick around for a while you've been singing in bands for a long fucking time mm-hmm. and i am curious about sort of you, not only have you been doing this for a long time you're doing it across a pretty broad spectrum of sounds um so you've got you know the absence which we can talk about all fucking day long but then you have you know other bands so you could talk about uh Dissevered if you wanted to you could talk about hot graves if you wanted to sort of what how do you go from one mode to the next with these different sounds and different approaches? Like what about the way you see the music changes? What about the way the the, the effect that you want to have, how is that different from
2: one project to the next? Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's the mindset. It's, it's, it's a, it's being able to, I don't, I don't even know, man. It just kind of happens. Like, um, there are things that stay the same across the board. I have, a way of singing. Yeah. I have my tech, my techniques and, and the things that I picked up over the years. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to try to do something that I'm not capable of doing. Sure. Um, even if it's like, you know, I want this to be really heavy. If I can't get my vocals to go to a certain depth, if that makes sense, I'm not going to destroy it. it's like It's just going
0: to do do.
2: It's like, all right, well, may, maybe in this band, that sounds like something I would do in the absence or I would blah, blah, blah. So there are things that cross over, um, in, like inevitably, but, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, you know, like with Dissevered, it was like, you know, my buddy Zell, um, who I used to live with, he plays an Antichrist Siege machine. He's the guitar player. Um, he had this demo of Swedish death metal songs, which like I've said before, is my shit. Yeah. I've been dying to be in a Swedish. I just, you know, it's was like, man, I just want to be in an HM2 fucking, saw, death metal worship band that's like knuckle dragon that's what we punk, like punked out fucking death metal that's what dad that's, that's my shit like yes. I, a lot of d beats a little bit of blast a lot of in the pocket a lot of freaking tom g warrior Ooh, like that's you know yeah and he just ha- he happened to have that he had it sitting around for like years sent it to me and i remember i'll never forget getting in this mindset of like i just want to write about a cult death like death metal stuff like you know I, I get my emotional release with the absence if I want to be you know I'm not trying to make a point so to speak but it's just me expressing myself sure true like it's like this is how I feel you know and being metaphorical and poetic about it because you know I did grow up listening to Converge and Jake Bannon has a way with being very poetic with the way he executes his yes. his lyrics and and that's something that metaphors and just you know art plays into but still like trying to like be able to get your point across and not have it all just be like floral or whatever you want to call it. But with *Dissevered*, I remember distinctly getting in this mindset of like, this is death metal, old school. We're going to talk about, you know, uh, what were the songs freaking uh, pathways to inversion. Yeah. Uh, you know, forced dissection, uh, you know, shout out to Intune for that one. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't uh, glacial tomb, which ended up being the band name. You know, if we had anything to do, that's cool. But you know, because they said caveman, I'm like, oh, caveman, a glacial tomb. Okay, cool. And <laughs> then it, the song title helps write the song. So it was it was it was cool to get in that realm to do that. Uh when it came to Hot Graves though, um Mike, that's like Mike, that's Mike's as he he's put it, that that's his life's work. Uh we played actually ironically enough. John Mammo and I played in a band called Party Time for many years. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to describe that band would be like a crossover band, but not in like cryptic slaughter sense. It was like the perfect blend of like metal and hardcore. Yeah. Different, 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 uh, different levels at times. Um, but we kind of did a little bit of everything. And he was the drummer in that band. And I sang. And it, we used to play with Hot Graves kind of a bit um the night like we played this fest with them in Orlando and uh you know I hit it off of Mike instantaneously like he was listening to something and then he, uh, we started rapping in the parking lot together and stuff so so with Mike with Hot Graves it's like he had like he has created the mold for that band so yeah. when it comes to like when it comes to me joining hot graves which like i've loved that band for so fucking long and to join that band I, like he brought it up to me and i'm like bro that is i've been what i've wanted to sing for this band for so long let's do this uh but he, you know he writes a lot of the lyrics yeah. Um, yeah. and up until that point all the lyrics because a lot of the stuff that's uh going to be on the the, the full length that's coming out next year um was written like a, a in, in a in a time when the band was kind of in, inactive but he just had these demos so he already had it written out and even the songs that i have written lyrics for or helped write lyrics for there's a certain way there's a certain steez as we would put it with the way it's written so it's actually a lot easier because i don't have to like beat myself up he's already got a lot he's like i like that try it like yeah. that and we you know and we, we actually work very well together we bounce off ideas off each other very well so it makes it very easy in hot graves and helps with just like you know i i growing up i was like i, 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 I don't know if i could sing for a band i didn't write the lyrics for and then yeah. you find how many bands that you love where the vocalist doesn't write any of the lyrics yeah. and then like you get in this position where it's like dude it's like you just like saved me so much freaking stress Cause there's no way this could be any better than the way it is right now. Yeah. I like, and his lyrics fucking rule. And it's cool to like depart from what I, you know, have locked into my own brain. So, yeah, um, you know, I guess it's, it's the music. It's just, I don't know, putting yourself in a mindset, like I said about Taylor, how he can like, and same thing with, with Zell. Um, they're just those people that like, I am writing this and this is how I'm going to write it because that's how it's supposed to be written. Like, I'm not playing guitar. I'm playing bass in this band. I'm not going to be a, bass, a guitar player on bass. It's about respecting yeah. and understanding the genre or whatever you want to call it. So I think it's a, it's not too hard to get in a specific mindset in that realm. You know, it's just, it, you yeah. just kind of have to have a pre- preset idea of what you want to do. It'd be a lot different if it was like, Hey, just do whatever you want. And then it's like, Oh my God, you're just, you're well, open, Love like, Gates, man. You know, we, if, if
0: you want to talk about, like, it's, it seems like you and Mike have like a really good chemistry. Obviously, you're good friends. Um, you know, you're a big fan. It's it's really it's cool to hear people who are in the same band talk about each other like they're fans of each other. Yeah. Um. And we had, you know, we had Mike on. Fuck. I guess it's been a couple of months ago at this point. Talking a lot about Warf Lurch and that first full length. Um. And that that sort of brings me to a, a more recent collaboration between you guys, the Isthmus of Sticks uh yeah. tell us about what i don't have you gotten a chance to talk to anybody about this yet or is this sort of it's, it just, seems like it just recently popped up yeah. the description is what is the description on instagram Do you call
2: death metal intro music
0: yes tell us about this because um, i'm fucking stoked on that,
2: that is um i'm i'm like so glad that and it's so i'm so glad that we are doing this um, because it's so weird and limitless uh, but at the same time it's like it it, it stemmed it, it's it stemmed from the hot graves thing because um, I had I had I, I do this thing by myself where I, I have a demo it's called heathen lust yeah and it's just like me like John Carpenter worship uh soundtracks like you know that kind of stuff at least that's where it started from mixed with like godflesh or whatever you want to whatever you it's it different like the three songs i put out are very very different from each other but i played it for him he mastered it and i, I wanted his opinion and i think that may may have sparked something i can't I, I know i was there for a weekend and and i think it was the same weekend that we started doing electronics for the hot Graves stuff um but regardless of that, like he's been making electronic music for a long time and he's savvy at it. He has the equipment he knows with the recording. I'm very new to it. And like in my head, I know what I want to do. So him like translate, like I'm like, this is what I want to do. And I don't know what I'm talking about. He's like, you're talking about this and this is how you do it kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, we had the, the uh, Noxious Ruin tape, the Days Before Plague, that uh, the Hot Graves tape that they put out this last year. Um, it's all demos for the album and then some. And I was like, yeah, let's do like an intro or like death metal intro music, or let's do a segue or whatever. And it turned into like, we started and then it turned into like, we did something in between every single song yeah. and an intro and an outro. So it plays, that's why it's a mixtape because it plays seamlessly uh, for the most part. And um, that's something that translated it outside of that to like, we did it for the full length and, Um, you know, and he, he's, he did it for war and, you know, and I'm doing, I I make a bunch of stuff on my own as well. I did something for a friend's performance. They wanted three distinct pieces and, you know, and I'm constantly messing with stuff like that. I love tangerine dream, yeah, like, you know, craft work and and stuff like that. Like the stuff that Paul from, uh, blood incantation does. I'm a huge fan of that. Almost more than blood incantation, to be honest with you. No shit. yeah. I mean, it just, it depends on what mode I'm in, you know, yeah. If I'm in ambient mode. It's like, well, I'm going to hovercraft, bud. sorry, you know, I'm very much looking forward to that, that new EP that blood incantation are doing because him making that music by himself is fantastic. I can't wait to see what they do as a full band playing the synthesizers and doing all the proggy stuff without the heaviness. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked on that record a lot. Um, but yeah, it stemmed from that, man. It was like, you know, it was like, Hey, like we're, we're like, you know, we're making these little pieces. Like, why don't we, we just, it just naturally evolved into like, let's just start a thing that's only that. Yeah. And we'll do all ambient, electronic, death metal intro music, uh you know, soundtrack worship, Carpenter worship, Ennio Morricone, Fabio Frizzi, uh, all that, like all that. Like, I'm like, you know, super into that. that And I know he is too. But I think it's like he has his distinct way of what he does by himself and me too and then when we get together it's like there are no walls on this house yeah so it um we just kind of sat down and just started going through samples and going through plugins and be just like that's cool and we just started there we just like instantaneously it's very improv oriented um and we did the live stream the last time we were together and uh, that came out super cool uh and it seems like every time we get together we record something um we have a we have like two pieces that we're getting ready to to put out uh soon hopefully um but yeah it's just it's fun man it's it's like it it's it's just a blast making music with that guy regardless but yeah. to like get in that headspace and to get all celestial and like just like vibe out and especially like during a pandemic like i would drive gainesville's about two hours for me hour and a half two hours so i'll drive up there and stay with him for the most part um and you know we're not you know we'll go grab a bite you know but we're not you know we're not going and painting the town red right we're not going out and hanging out in all these places and it's we're fucking stressful.
0: old man we've yeah
2: man and that's like not really the that. Vibe. there's a time and a place for that kind of stuff but you know that, especially in the in the in the depths of the pandemic, where it was like I'm coming over. We're not going anywhere else. Yeah, and we're just gonna you know we're just gonna shut ourselves in and get stoned and <laughs> and make this crazy electronic music. And then it it just morphed into that. I remember him like we we're trying to come up with the name, and he's like, like sitting there. And he's like, F-f-f-. he's like I feel right, feel me. me. <laughs> Isthmus of sticks, and I was like, Isthmus like the little connecting like land bridge kind of he's like yeah dog yeah dog and i'm like i oh, fucking love it and he's like sticks but s-t-y-x like the river sticks and i'm like all right the ferryman, okay yeah 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 yeah, the ferryman yep 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 i was like all about it it's so weird like i started to try to like define it in my head i'm like no it's it's fucking rad um i
0: i wish that this was i wish that we posted a video of these so that people could see your mike colby impression
2: oh yeah because yeah. the fucking <laughs> That's
0: my he it will and he is he is a very singular character but god damn have you got him down That's yeah. <laughs> so good feel me
2: feel me feel me like Let me get the, the... so i love i love when i have a chance to actually get down on war flirts wednesday and just pop in there yeah fucking love it i love it i love that dude a lot he's um he's a he's a really good person man and he's uh just one of those people that it's like, man, I should have been making music with with you way before, you know, and how ironic it is that Mammo, you know, because he lives in Gainesville too. And I've been friends with John for fucking years. And that's another, that's another brother, man. And, And Tim as well. Like I've known those guys for so long and it's so cool to play music with them. And then to see John become a vocalist and to become as badass a vocalist as he is. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, it's like, Yes, Ken. ken's would say in the in the crypts, talking about his son playing basketball, proud papa. You know like, <laughs> not that I taught him anything aside from like just screaming in front of him. But I'm like, Mammo, like you, motherfucker, like dude. Like, and I would, I wish I thought of that. Holy shit! Like
0: it's heavy, man. You know,
2: it, it it's it's I love those guys, man. And it's just it sparks my creed when I'm around those guys. It just Makes me want to be creative, and that's where a lot of this comes from, man. You know, that's yeah, be honest with you, just being around each other. I can, that's like the fungus that is Warflurch, man. Just watching those guys practice and like and knowing those guys for as long as I have too, like just watching them, and they're just like, You guys are so seasoned, it's so inspiring, yeah. You know, they'll they'll get together, go through the set twice, it'll be like an hour and 20 minutes. I'll be like, All right, I think that's pretty good. We'll sit outside, drink a beer, be like, all right, see you guys later. And then we go back to Mike's house and I'm like, press record, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> well, and that, so
0: you, you know, getting your creativity spurred, obviously is always a positive thing for creative people. And a lot of the stuff that, that, that spurs your creativity ends up being shit that we listen to. Right. But there's more going on in your creative life than just music, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what other what other endeavors are you a part of? the The main thing that I'm curious about is Stream Bloody Gourmet and uh, your your uh, your status as a vegan chef. I am a recent vegan convert myself, and so uh, seeing the pictures is cool. It seems like you're eating good. Seems like you're happy. Uh, sort of. What's where's your passion rooted in that? How long have you been doing the the vegan thing?
2: Um, well, that's something that stems from my uh, I don't want to say my childhood, but my adolescent years um i had uh, a plant based diet for a very long time um and then i went through some life changes and you know deciding to you know straight edge for a very long time and deciding to give up give that up and experiment with certain things and the eating the not eating meat thing was something that fell by the wayside for a while and it's something that i checked back in with i'd be like vegetarian for a few years or you know i'd be you know a m- couple months or blah 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 Um, and then, uh, right around my, right before my 40th birthday, I was like, you know, and it's something in the back of my head. I was like, you're going to go back to this dietary choice, like, because it just feels right. Like meat doesn't gross me out. Meat doesn't taste bad uh, at all. I'm not grossed out by any of that. Uh, I'm not, I've never wanted to hunt. I don't want to see animals being killed. I don't even want to see animals being killed by other animals. Um, I, you know, it's, it just, it's, it's what, it's just what feels right. You know, there was a lot of people that were asking for a a definition and it was just like, you know, I went through a big, you know, big breakup and just like my life, I was not living as I was not living healthy at all. And, you know, I, you know, had the big beard and chopped that off and went, started going to the gym regularly again, uh, which is something I need to get back in a routine of, uh, but lost a bunch of weight and. Right before my birthday, I was like, you know what? I think now is the time. Like, why not? You know, yeah. and if it doesn't last, it doesn't last. And that was almost three years ago at this point, because you know, I, you know, at forty-two years old, I, you know, not that it's like a measuring contest, but it's like yeah, I was like, well, man, shit, for like a very sub for a very substantial portion, like over if you added it all up, it's like I've been plant based for well over a decade. Yeah. So you know like it just what feels right so I was like okay and I did it and it was like if there's ever a time to be vegan it's now yeah um, you know my partner she's um she's got uh, she works in the restaurant industry she's got a culinary degree she's oh, a, nice. chef, uh, a chef and um you know not she doesn't she's more on the uh, business side and create building menus and stuff but you right. know she's got a degree in that man and she's yeah. a fantastic cook um, and she's not vegan at all, but she is a big fan of this uh, chef, uh, Udelenge, who has written a bunch of books that are very vegetable forward. He's not a vegetarian at all. He's uh-huh. like, but why can't vegetable be the centerpiece of a meal? Yeah, You know, you can do a lot with that. He's like, you don't have to have that as a side, you know. So that she, she showed me that, and that was very inspirational. Um, and, you know, the scream bloody gourmet thing, that's like, again, that's something... I came up with years ago. It was like, ha, 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 scream, bloody gourmet. And it was something that like started as a non-vegan thing. It was just like, you know, uh, let's do a metal cookbook, you know? And then it's like, like, okay. You know, then I was like, I've had the idea. I was like, well, what if I did a zine? What if I did a zine and I could like show, make it very short and sweet, do it like quarter annually. I could interview this band. I know plenty of people in bands, um, then it turned into like, I was like, well, those are my dietary choices now. I'd still like to do the zine thing, but then I'm like, you know, what do you really have time to do? And I was like, well, I could start an Instagram and a, a blog. Yeah. Uh, my friend Nick Wolf, who sings for severed boy, he's vegan as well. He does vegan chef boy RD. That was a huge inspiration because it's just him making really awesome food. Yeah. Looking really good and posting pictures about it. That's it, man. And he's Just like, just get, give it a follow. And it's that's like, the you know, formula. I, you know, that was a huge influence. So shout out to Nick Wolf on that. Cause that's my, my fucking, that's my dude. And besides that, I'm sure you guys have heard severed boy. It's have you, have you got that? I don't know the tape. It's a uh, Caligari. You put it out, uh, tragic encounters. Uh, um, it's one of the best, Yes, it's one of the best death metal releases this year, by far. That is a
0: bold statement, my friend. I'm looking forward to checking yeah, it out. I we mean, get there's off a lot got, on that movie.
2: Yeah, he it's good, man. It's good. It's cavernous, but in like the right way. Yeah. And it's just got it's it's tasty. It's like the guy knows they they know how to write songs, man. Like he like he, it's just like when you have that knack. Anybody can play riffs or shred, but it's like, you know, to yeah. so, quote 50 cent, can you write a song? Wrap your ass off, cool. You can flow, cool. Can you write a song?
0: That's the that and that you know that's part of what I think makes good death metal. Whether it's more melodic stuff or whether it's fucking slam or whether it is, you know, brutal technical shit. I think that there's always a place in a genre that's founded on extremity. There's always going to be a place for that kind of musicianship, right? The crazy fucking off the wall shit but for me the stuff and i like that shit me too. but the stuff that the yeah, stuff I mean, that really yeah. sticks with me the stuff that i that the stuff that really sticks with me and that i love is the shit that i like wake up with in my head like i love yes. a well-written death metal song man with all my Dude,
2: heart man. like when you hear the song the title track tragic encounters just when the chorus comes in it's like oh this ain't going anywhere
0: this- all right
2: this is going right there. I sing it to myself all the time. I'm gonna to hold
0: honest. you to it, dude. Now I'm I'm stoked as fuck. And I, like I love I love supporting Caligari just because it's it's always he, that I, you know I don't know the dude who runs it at all. Um, right
2: there, severed boy. Tragic. Oh, there you go. Cool.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, and he's he's from Tampa, man. He lives. Yeah, in Tampa. I I I knew he's I know he's in Florida. Um, and, I think but, he but lives like, in.
2: He, I, I would assume I've met him. In, in Tampa, uh-huh. uh, with, with some mutual friends, because there's uh, Caligari, um, and then there's uh, what is uh, the, the Gray Hayes Records. Yeah. uh Jamie, Jamie, he put he did all the sarcophago reissues and all that stuff. He lives here.
0: Did that Warfather record?
2: Yes, he. Oh, yes! Shout out to freaking uh, Big Steve.
0: Big Steve. We were
2: man. We were supposed to go to Europe with Warfather and terrorizer the absence was that was like we've like never we've never been to europe every time it's supposed to happen it gets kibosh somehow Dude, that and sucks. that was that was the big one It was like when terrorizer i think jesse pintado was still alive i think they had just come back out and put out that that for the comeback record and i was like yo let's yeah. steve tucker i was like who like i was like Warfather? steve tucker's in that band okay th- let's go i'm yep. in let's go and then it's all i need to hear cool thanks
0: (laughs) (laughs) fucking sucks man well you know are are, do you guys have any sort of i know i realize that it's sort of tenuous and touch and go right now but do you guys have whether it's the absence or hot graves or any other project you're involved in is there any sort of plan for the road coming up anytime soon or is that sort of not really a priority or where are you guys Uh. at with that
2: I mean, it's something that, like, none of us are opposed to. Yeah. Uh, It's got to be the right circumstance. uh, Sure. Because at this point, you get older and you lose the luxury and the ability to just say, fuck it. And
0: hop in the van. Yeah.
2: lose your ass. So, like, I I, I know I can't do that. And I have a a full-time job, uh, for the most part, doing traveling AV. Yeah. And whatnot. But it's it's not out of the realm of possibility, uh, to be honest with you. uh, There's nothing... There's nothing set in stone right now. There's little whispers of like, oh, this is happening, blah, blah, It's like, well, you know, let's see what they say as far as like, you know, what are they willing to pay? What are the dates? Blah, blah, blah. How long do we really want to be out? This coupled with, you know, uh, obviously, you know war flirts are super busy uh and human condition is super busy yep. which is funny i'm in i'm in i'm in two separate bands where the drummers are the fucking drummers and vocalists in these old school death metal bands yeah so it's, like, it's really bizarre <laughs> mirror parallel and i'm just, just like <laughs> <"What's going on?" laughs> old school um,
0: autopsy style
2: yeah exactly uh but yeah i mean it's it's there's no, nothing nothing we've had like i said there's like hey what about this and it's like no nah, no nah, that kind of stuff yeah uh, with hot graves uh, we're just, i mean i would assume we'll do something uh the last show we played was total death over mexico which is fantastic um that was such a great ah, what a time um but uh, yeah, nothing set in stone, man. We're, we're the records done, the artwork's done. We just got to do the layout and the mastering. Mm-hmm. I would assume yeah. that after that comes out, we'll probably play some shows yeah. around the Florida area. Nice. Um, and you know, something pops up, man. You know, uh, and it's the right time and the and I dare I say the right price because that does unfortunately play a factor in it as far as just sure being able to get from point A to point B and back to point A. It's so, okay uh, to
0: be realistic, man.
2: Absolutely, you have to, man um so but no, nothing concrete but uh yep. you know we're not opposed we're not opposed to the idea
0: if you guys make it up to dc or baltimore man i will definitely be there for wherever fucking project you were with i will be there to see that band
2: yeah, appreciate that.
0: dude we we really appreciate getting the chance to talk to you we've tried uh, you, you and me have done a little bit of dancing trying to reschedule this thing multiple times i'm so glad that we finally got the chance to do it um, yeah, as the hour winds down, I'm not sure if you've ever listened to this podcast before, but as oh, the hour yeah. winds, as, the, Oh, mm. Oh,
2: I'm, so I'm, re- re- I'm ready for what prepared. you're about to ask me. You know, I'm ready to go. Right. In the
0: event, in the event, anyone listening then since Jamie's, since Jamie's in on it, if you're listening I'm and you're pretty, not familiar I'm with this. I'm pretty
2: sure I know what you're about to ask me. Let me we have,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what color underwear are you wearing? No. What? Oh. Um, what <laughs> What we're gonna do now is uh, is is hit our guest with one of the most important questions that we ask. Anybody who comes on here, the answer is invariably awesome because there is no wrong answer. There is no bad answer. Zach, you have been steamrolled for the last hour by me. It feels good to roll over you again, brother. Yeah, we' happened to talk to each other so much recently. I, I
1: was in. so I was so enjoying it, man. it was it was great. Jamie, you're welcome Hit- wealth of information. I didn't want to interrupt. You guys are fucking cool.
0: Hit this motherfucker with the hammer,
1: Jamie. What is your favorite Black Sabbath album, my friend?
2: Well, just off of instinct, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, oh, he's, he's got I'm it ready. To, I'm just gonna got have to ready. go to that because That's of guy. you know, champion. You know, it's a you know, it's like super not snowblind. Um, it's got F, the song FX with just the synthesizer yeah. weirdness um also I'm a sucker for ballads and uh changes is on there so we
0: were talking we were talking last night you know we, we we recorded an episode last night when somebody else canceled on us and we ended up talking about volume four and about how towards the end of Black Sabbath's live tenure they had to sort of tune down to accommodate Ozzy getting a little older and yeah. uh, one of the songs, you know, there were some songs that ended up getting retired from the Sabbath, the Lady Sabbath era. But one of the songs that ended up making its way back into the set is absolutely my favorite Black Sabbath song of all time. And it is Under the Sun, Every Day Comes and Goes. The closing oh, yeah. track from volume four, that record, that song is so fucking heavy. And it's tune
2: too much. down. I think, that's, down. Oh, I think that's what I, I honestly, I like just oh, everything oh. about it. Like it's a well put together record. It's really fucking heavy yeah uh, it's experimental and it's it's like that this is like the the album art it's so minimal and aesthetically Iconic. pleasing to me yeah um but I, like i said earlier um I, instinctually i would go with this album but that's actually not going to be my answer today oh fuck. my answer is going to be headless cross
0: oh uh, shit Whoa. i'm sorry man
2: uh i'm sorry man um when That's Death good. Calls Man, Tony Martin, bro, like just. Why s- would you
0: be dude. sorry?
2: You know, if you listen to the dude. podcast,
0: you know that we have like a massive obsession with Tony Martin in the Tony Martin era. Yeah, Headless dude. Cross is a fucking
2: killer record it's, it's, by uh, any standard. It, of it really is, way. man. It's, uh, it's severely, I think it's, uh, a lot of people know about it now and I'm not really like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I had to be shown this record because I don't even think this record's on Spotify even to this day. No, you so, can't find any t-
0: any Tony Moranera um, shit anywhere.
2: And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, some some years, I'd say probably like close to almost a decade ago, um, my buddy Eddie, he, you know, we were just shooting the breeze talking about New Wave or British Heavy Metal. And he asked me about this and he asked me about another band, uh, this band called Girl, which uh, Phil Collin from Def Leppard, that was his old glam uh, new, new British heavy metal band. Like they're fucking awesome. And the, the guy, mm-hmm. the, the guy that went on to sing for LA guns, um, I can't remember his name. He he ended up adopting a girl song into the LA guns repertoire as far as songs that they played. Um, but again, like there was just like on a traditional sense, he's like, have you heard headless cross? And I'm like, you know what, man? Like I've never even heard of that record. Sabbath yeah. All these fucking albums that, you know, if you're like born again, an uh, eternal idol, like, you know, but like, I had never heard of this record. So he busted it out and put it on. And immediately I was like, I love those drums. There's some 80s, yeah. 80s ass arena sounding drums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Yeah. And, like, it's, oh. and, it's got, and it's got that 80s vibe. And it's like, yeah. Tony Naomi is Black Sabbath. Yes. Well, Ozzy Osbourne is not Black Sabbath. Ronnie yeah. James Dio is not. Tony Martin is not. Ian's not. Like, it's. The riff master general Tony fucking Iomi man, that guy has been the one to keep this going the whole time. Yeah, and I think that this record, it's, it's you know, you get a little sign of the times, that you still get you you still get his classic playing and yeah. production on. It's fantastic, and it's and it's got that '80s sound without it being yeah. like '80s metal record. You know, yeah, it's awesome. Like that's. That's my final answer. Headless Cross. <laughs> this, is an, this is an
0: excellent final answer. Like, uh, and you've got that shit on vinyl, man. That is fucking commitment. Took me wow. a long time to run the CD down. I know Zach's got a copy on cassette. We got the trifecta here. Yes, we do. Um, there is so there's a there's actually a seven inch single and there's also a maxi single, a maxi CD single um, of Headless Cross. I think I think the song is Devil and Daughter, but I'd have to check and make sure. But there's a B side on there called Cloak and Dagger. And that is the one song from those sessions that I have not heard. And that is the one, like, I have th- this entire shelf that you see behind me right there. That's all Black Sabbath. Um, oh, shit. yeah. Yeah, that's all, that all that shit, like, yeah. you know, I gotta, yeah, all that shit right there is, is Black Sabbath.
2: I love it. Um, love I you.
0: still haven't tracked down the the lone B-side from the Headless Cross sessions. One of these days, I'm going to find it. I'll it's keep like,
2: my eyes out. I, 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 I'm a rabid collector at times when i can't when i want to be yeah um, and i have a, a, i probably have more records than i should and tapes and all that oh, um, man. but like you know we got some pretty sick record stores in the immediate area um that i could at least put the feelers out for so, oh
0: man yeah oh, i mean oh, like you, yes i would i can't tell you how much I, I
2: found heard. i found this i found two copies of this i actually had two copies holy shit across and i because i knew i was like oh 20 bucks for this like no, I'm that's buying, crazy i know that i can trade somebody like you know i'm always i'm always not trying oh, yeah, to be if, a flipper but if i come but if you needed field,
0: to you could flip those motherfuckers for some cash
2: man yeah man well I, and i have yeah yeah <laughs> that was the that's... point in the pandemic when work slowed down i was like okay uh, yeah, record collection. If I haven't listened to you in, in at least two years, you're, you're going. <laughs> had a I had a
0: similar situation. It was sort of like that, uh, like that fucking Stephen King short story, the survivor case or whatever, where you've got to sit there and decide which appendage you need to cut off so that you can eat it to stay alive. I'm like, am I gonna have to sell any of these fucking records? Like, I got these these things that I don't want to part with. Unfortunately, I didn't have to do that, but still, yeah. like, I definitely get, I definitely get that that unease of having to look at the shelf and be like, fuck, where can I make some cuts? Like yeah, what, but what it's, it's good to
2: trim the fat though, man, because especially yeah. like, I have been it's like, yo man, I like, like I'm not, you know, it might've been a while since I'd listened to a certain death album. I'm not getting rid of that or Metallica. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. You know, this rando stuff. It's like I only have one record from this band and I haven't listened to this in like four years. It's cool. But you know, somebody, I can get a good price for it. Or yeah. trade it to somebody who's really into it yeah. that I can, you know, I'm, I'm big Spreading into joy.
0: Trade. So you're, you're putting good vibes back out into the universe, dude. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. Headless cross, Great. absolutely excellent answer, Jamie Stewart, the absolute good guy, Hot Graves, super good dude, Stream Bloody Gourmet. Thank you so much for your time, man. We uh, we had a blast, and we hope to talk to you again on the show sometime soon.
2: Oh yeah, guys, thank you so much for having me. I've been uh been uh, like kind of been like, man, I really want to. Do I just ask to definitely. like be on, and then you ask me, and I was like, "Oh, perfect." Did- yes. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs>
0: I, and Like, and and, and it's we you, 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 you were deaf. you were definitely one of the guests who I say to myself after having talked to you for the last hour, we should have done this sooner, and we can definitely yeah, yeah. do this again. Do it Absolutely. again. Peace Thanks, out, man.
2: homie. Cheers, guys. You're Catch man. you next time. Thank you, brother. Peace.
1: So I. I have to say that was definitely, to my knowledge, my favorite answer to our Black Sabbath question ever. I I agree. And he faked it's us all, out. He, he did, happened, man. Like that was good. That, that was. That easy. was. And I, you know, yeah.
0: when you pull up, when you pull up the fucking, when you pull up the volume four, obviously, that's a popular answer, and obviously, it's a fucking milestone, amazing record. Um, yeah. So totally acceptable. But then Still this motherfucker deal. gets. Gets me going about fucking under the sun and then says, nah, fuck that, son. Wow. Headless cross. Damn. (sighs) And
1: I got a lot of homework to do. I got a lot of music to listen to from him. That was a good... Yeah, I know. I got to (laughs) check out that
0: fucking... That Severed Boy shit. I'm definitely going to listen to that shit like literally right now. What a good dude. That was a good dude. Good good references from a good dude. Genuinely stoked on what he does. It's the ideal guest. I'm glad that he is the first person to sort of bust us back into the routine of, of everybody everybody talking to us and everybody saying yes and everybody showing up. That's what's going to happen. We're putting those vibes out and that's what's going to come back to us. That's it, baby. Thanks, Shuler. you the man. All right, homie. I'll talk to you on Monday when talk we interview the next victim. Love you, man. Have a good weekend. I love you, man. Take care. Peace. Amen.